Weren't US military service dogs left behind in Afghanistan? We're gonna find out. Florida is withholding funds from two school districts for the mask mandates, and a 17-year-old Marine resigns over lack of trust in leadership. We get into all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop a video like, subscribe to the Pulse Notifications on new video every single day. Also, if you can, please consider becoming a YouTube channel member, Facebook channel member, even a Patreon member. If you can't do any of those things, go subscribe to the full episode of the show, Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps. Let's get right into this. So there's a bunch of controversy going on. And I guess there's this article coming up, American Humane Group says U.S. left military dogs behind in Afghanistan. But then there's another article coming out saying no, U.S. military dogs were, uh, no, U.S. military dogs were left behind in Afghanistan, the DOJ, DOD says. Um, so what is true? And I'm hearing words on chatter on the internet that, it was some groups that were using this, I guess, falsely um, in order to fundraise money, I guess, money that they're going to be funneling uh, into their own pockets. Now, let's continue reading and we'll see uh, what's going on. We can figure this out together. An animal rights group slammed the Biden administration after the U.S. military was accused of leaving its contract dogs behind in Afghanistan before it pulled out of cabal. But the military hit back, blasting the reports as in Regis. Okay, so I guess maybe we'll find out our answer pretty soon. Also, guess what? I wouldn't be surprised if they got left behind from this administration. <clears throat> I love how that's what pisses the left off, is dogs being left behind, not children being, you know, taken away, and women being, you know, with their rights being removed due to Biden's actions. Okay, so I am devastated by the reports that an American government is pulling out a cabal and leaving behind a brave U.S. military contract working dogs to be tortured and killed at the hands of our enemies. American Humane President and CEO Robin whatever said in a statement, these brave dogs do some dangerous uh, life-saving work and military working dogs and deserve a far better fate than the ones have been condemned. Uh, said her organization has worked hand-in-hand -hand with the military for more than 100 years to rescue military animals. And the group brings home retired military working dogs and pairs veterans with life-saving service dogs. Um, I guess these are just some photos. Okay, some more photos. All right, come on, get to the article. Uh, we call on Congress to take action to classify contract working dogs on the same level as military working dogs. Failure to do anything less is failure, you mean, con whatever. However, the military spokesman uh, disputed the allegations, telling the Post that no military dogs have been left behind. U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel uh, Karen Roxburgh, exposed person in the U.S. Uh, Central Command, sent an email that the military's prior priority mission was to evacuate the U.S. citizens, SIV, and vulnerable Afghanistans. Uh, Robert then blessed the reports. Uh, okay. Uh, photos circulated online were animals under the care of Cabal Small Animal Rescue, not dogs under the care of U.S. military. Despite an ongoing, complicated, and dangerous retrograde mission, U.S. forces went a great lengths to assist Cabal Small Animal Rescue as much as possible. Um, so... I, I, I'm still kind of kind of confused on what really was going on. Um, let's see if this article gives us anything else. Former pets and shelters are in the peril. Uh, none were left behind. The spokesperson said, okay. So I guess in summary, uh, animal humane societies are saying that they were left behind. Spokesperson for the military said that they weren't left behind. A bunch of fundraising is going on in, in response to, I guess, uh, being left, you know, these, these animals being left behind. And I guess it's one of those things where we'll see how this plays out. Are we going to find out that the military spokespeople were lying? I mean, like they haven't lied before. Are we going to find out about that, be that being a lie? As of right now, I guess the official story is nobody, no dogs were left behind on, from the U.S. care. Um, 
That's the official, uh, you know, fact check story going on right now. And we'll see if that changes. We'll see if any more information comes out. So a 17-year-old Marine resigns over lack of trust in leadership. After 13 U.S. service members were killed in, a, in Cabal Airport bombing, some Marines are losing confidence in the leadership. Um, and this is what he said. My reason for submitting a letter of resignation, I lack trust and confidence in the ability to lead. Um, before I go into what he was saying exactly, I think it's very important uh, to, to note what's going on in the military. The fact that our, our military, for the most part, to visible knowledge, we can see that, uh, I guess, our men and women in the service, not the people up top, the one that are actually doing the dirty work, they have no respect for this administration and what's going on with this administration at all. And we we might see more resignations like this start to come out. Let's read. I attend my letter of resi resi resignation to the U.S. Marine Corps per the reference and request an effective date, uh, September 11th. I do not desire to accept a commission of the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve. I understand that the Reserve Commission is not automatic and can only be granted at a discretion of the uh, Secretary of Defense. I understand I have an adverse material on file. Uh, up to 12 months may, may be required to process my reserve commission. My reason for submitting the letter of resignation, I lack the trust and confidence in your ability to lead. Now, I'm glad to see this happen for many reasons. Why? Because guess what? I don't like it when people blindly follow orders because it's just their job to follow orders. America, we're a country of, I guess, free thinkers. I mean, the reason why this country is so great is because people came here to think freely, like literally, they came here to be free in their ways of thinking and their ways of belief. Um, so when you have a bunch of drones, like I'll say a lot of the local police departments that just want a paycheck, so they go out and enforce and arrest people for vaccine and mask mandates, they're just drones following orders, I want paycheck, I do thing. You know, they, they have no actual morals. Um, they don't actually care about anything. They just want to get their paycheck. Uh, they, don't, they don't have any, a system of beliefs in them. Their beliefs is, I'm, I, am, I am robot. I follow command. I like seeing, I guess, people in positions of either power or people in the military, whatever it may be, that have the ability of free thinking and free will. We're not bowing down to the king. I like that, you know, that... that like if someone gave the order, hey, uh, there's a there's a school of kids. I don't know. Maybe this did happen. I don't know. Hey, I want you to go. Um, you know, if Biden gave the order to go send a, a jet to you know bomb some U.S. people. You know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people saying, you know, no, no, ain't happening. We ain't doing that. That's what I like to see, to a certain extent. Um, let's see if there's anything else. Um, he's 17. Year Marine who felt that he could no longer trust the leaders leaders to lead. Um, update: uh, The system is going to break. Not me. Uh, the withdrawal of Afghanistan was a disaster. There's no contending that the fact that matter. Okay, the U.S. Uh, was pinned down in the Kabul airport not by the Taliban but by its own leaders and intelligence in the White House. Uh, negligence in the White House. Okay, guess that seems like about it for the story. So Florida is to withhold funds from two school districts over mask mandates. Now, if this is within uh, the power of, uh, I guess, the governor, I fully support it. So Florida Department of Education announced Monday that it's withheld funds uh, from two districts that defied Ron DeSantis' orders banning mask mandates in school. Uh, driving the news amid the surge of COVID-19 largely given by the Delta variant, several Florida school districts have implemented mask mandates despite threats from the Republican governor and state officials to withhold funds are doing so. 
Uh, apparently, the Biden administration was going to help replace these funds, a complete overstep of the federal government. So Commissioner uh, of Education said Monday the department will be withholding funds to these two counties uh, equal to the month's salaries of school board members and said because each district was implemented a mandatory face mask policy that violated parental rights by not allowing the parent or legal guardian to opt out of their child. We're going to fight to protect parents' rights to make health care decisions for their children. The penalty will continue months until each school board complies with the Santos's order, uh, the department says. The move comes despite the court ruling last week that found DeSantis was, was order was without legal authority. The judge also said that it was issuing an injunction on the blocks of the department to penalize in school. Okay, just a, a, lot of, a lot of words. A lot of words. Big picture. <laughs> DeSantis is one of the several Republican governors who have issued orders uh, or silenced the law ban local governments or officials from implementing mask mandates. The U.S. Department of Education has launched its investigation of five GOP-led states uh, that banned mask mandates in schools. The department said that for now it's launching probes in the states where mask mandates, where mask bans are not enforced and have been struck down by the courts, including Florida, and they continue to monitor them states. Now, here's the thing. If it's within the rights of the governor to, uh, I guess, dictate what, what the schools are doing, I fully support that. And I guess there's a difference because I, I, you know, I like to stay ideologically consistent and I want people to be calling out, oh, why are you okay with the governor banning masks in schools? But you're not okay with the governor banning masks for private businesses, because uh, this is the thing: when it's something that is, that is, I guess, uh, a government entity, a government-run and controlled organization, uh, I'd say it's it's a different story because the whatever the government does, any government entity, any government organization should follow the Constitution to a T. Whereas if you're entering a government building. There should be no vaccine mandates. If you're going to public school, there should be no vaccine mandates because it's unconstitutional. Because that's by that's by the government. That that's the the rules of the government should enforce upon themselves. When you're going into, I say, I could say a private school or a private business, constitutionally, they have the right to discriminate against you for whatever reason. Even though there's laws on the books, you can't discriminate against people because of this and that and the other thing. Whereas those laws on the books are favorite discrimination in a certain way that only protects non-white people, for the most part, and non-males, for the most part. But if I'm a small business and I want to open up a school for vaccine kids only, guess what? I have the right to do so. And you have the right to go somewhere else, uh, maybe a school for non-vaccinated people. That's the free market working itself out. Um, it's a different story when it's public schools because then it puts the citizens and the people of the land in positions where they would need to sacrifice their freedoms in order to then be able to send their kids to school. Like if you're in a situation where you can't afford to send your kid to a, a non-vaccinated school, uh, your kids will have to be forced to go to a vaccinated school encroaching on your freedoms and your rights because you clearly you obviously don't have any option because it, it's it's the government is providing a, ser a, a pretty much a necessary service for you that uh, you won't have the freedom to choose anymore, which you should have the freedom to choose in that case. When it's dealing with private entities and private businesses, it's a completely different story. Um, now, I notice when I do talk about a lot of this stuff, I disagree with you. We need government to protect us. Discrimination. Blah, 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 blah. Listen, I can pull up seven ways to Sunday on hypocritical uh, beliefs of the conservative party where this is okay, but that's not okay. Where, oh, um, just like how the gay baker 
the, the, the wedding cake baker is not forcing you to be straight. I mean, it's, it's completely different when it comes to uh, private businesses and have the ability to choose. What's going on in Democrat states, they're removing your ability to choose. For example, in Texas, no you know, government vaccine mandates. Maybe some of the cities have mask mandates. But, for, but you have the option to go to that restaurant that doesn't require a mask or doesn't require a vaccine or that restaurant that does require a mask, that does require a vaccine. You have that option. Actually, you don't have that option anymore. But wouldn't it be nice to have that option? That option for scared Democrat liberal crybabies or for old sick people, not, not like, you know, people who are susceptible to the virus and are a little bit more scared but still want to go out and enjoy life. They might prefer, I would rather go to a vaccine place. I'd rather be around people I know that has a vaccine, around people who have masks on. And that should be their right to have that ability to make themselves feel safe in a private business, a private establishment um, that you—they're uh, not forcing you to do anything. You don't want to get—you don't have the vaccine, or you don't want to go to a vaccine place, and go to the non-vaccine place. You have that ability of choice, the ability to choose. And the way the free market works is where there—where the money is going, where the demand is. There will be a supply for such. If, let's just say you're in a town and nobody in that town has a vaccine and a store pops up, we're going to require vaccines. That store will get no business at all. What will happen? They will be forced to change their policy because they're not getting any business. What happens in a place where, let's say everyone has the freedom of choice and let's just say 99% of the businesses say, we're only going to require vaccines. We're going to require vaccines. And the other 1% is like, we're going to not require vaccines. No vaccines. We don't care. That 1% of businesses will be overflowing out the door. So much, in, in fact, that the vaccine places, since they're all competing with each other, some of them will not be doing too well when it comes to business. And the ones that aren't doing too well when it comes to business, because they're competing in this market for a small market share, They'll be like, you know what? Let's change our policy because they're saying, wow, the store across the street, it's a shawarma place just like mine, but they're on an unvaccinated store. I'm a vaccinated store. Damn, how can I get people in my door? You know what? Let me take the, the vaccinated sign off my door and allow some of those people from that line to come into my business. Now, that's the free market at work. That's having the freedom and the ability to choose when the government steps in and removes your ability to choose, then you don't have the, that free market anymore. You don't have those free market principles. So I know a lot of people in, in, in these Democrat states where the government is mandating vaccines, they're coming on my videos listening to this and saying, well, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. You know, uh, I can't do anything because they need to ban the vaccine. It's, you can't do anything because the government is mandating it in, in, those, in those situations. If the government wasn't mandating anything, There'll be a supply for your demand. There'll be a supply for the public's demand. And that's how, that's how it works. That's, that's why this country has, has innovated so much. That's why, I guess one example, we never hit the peak oil crisis where we ran out of oil because there was a demand to increase one, I guess, oil discovery, and, you, know, uh, you know, using the oil you know, more effectively, whatever. There was a demand to increase oil supply based on the usage. 
So the free market came up with innovative solutions that you can contribute to help saving the world. And that's that's how supply and demand works. And it works when it comes in many ways, in many factors. And I believe that's why when it comes to these types of crises in the world, oh, we're going to run out of food. Oh, we're going to run out of vaccines. Oh, we're going to run out of ventilators. When it comes to anything, when there's any type of crisis in the world where we're short supply of this, we can't find this, we the demand and the monetary incentive for such demand is what's going to keep us alive. Say we enter a hypothetical say we enter a time where we're running out of fresh water there's no more fresh water all the fresh water lakes are drying up and it's all getting mixed with salt water what's going to happen companies every company in their mother is going to be raising hundreds of billions of dollars collectively maybe even trillions of dollars in order to solve that crisis because guess what the first person who could most effectively convert salt water into drinkable tap water at a, a drinkable you know purified water at, uh, at, at the cheapest rate and an affordable rate for the whole world, that company is going to be worth hundreds of millions, if not trillions of dollars for solving a world's crisis. And that, not, that monetary incentive, that supply and demand incentive, is, is what I believe will help keep this country and the rest of the world in shape, as long as the government doesn't hinder that ability for, your, for one, freedom of choice, and two, supply and demand and the free market. Yeah, I don't have to go on and say it over and over again, but I think you guys get the point. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please leave a like, subscribe to the notifications on every single day. If you can, go subscribe to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show and all the podcast apps. Go there right now and subscribe. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Peace out.